When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. It is Tuesday night, September 21st. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. podcast after NXT. I am Alfred Kunoa, joined as always by your returning champion, NYC Demon Diva, Issa herself. What's going on, Issa? Not much. How are you? I'm I'm so I'm sorry. I'm excited for Grand Slam. So it was hard to concentrate on NXT tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Issa's gonna be there right live tomorrow at Arthur yes. Ashe Stadium, uh, AEW's biggest television show of all time. That's gonna be fun. One of the eighteen, maybe nineteen thousand people who are gonna be there. Uh, looking very much forward to that, huh, Issa? I am. I'm, I'm so excited for it. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's some matches in here that they're just little or dream matches that we didn't think we were ever going to see. So I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, Glenn, of course, is in the streets of Chicago trying to sign. Glenn, wherever, <laughs> wherever you're at, Glenn, wherever you're at. <laughs> wherever you're at, Glenn. <laughs> wherever you're at, Glenn. I'm sure he'll be back before you know it, but he's uh, trying to look for Tony D'Angelo, trying to get his autograph on the streets of Chicago. So hopefully he achieves his mission, uh, but he will be rejoining us uh, sometime down the line. Of course, we were talking uh, a lot about uh, AEW Grand Slam that you're going to be at, Isa. So I guess with the news, we can get started with uh, Brian Danielson, the former Daniel Bryan of WWE, uh, penned a very heartfelt letter for the Players' Tribune. He talked about his matches coming up tomorrow, which he called the biggest match of his career against Kenny Omega. He had some very kind words to say about Vince McMahon saying, I wish more people yeah. could see you how I see you. Very lovely words from Daniel Bryan to Vince McMahon. And he talked about how he hopes that a lot of the WWE fans who supported him over the years come with him to AEW. So uh, a very sweet touching there, letter. Buddy. What did you think about that? <laughs> Uh, I love the letter. I thought it was so refreshing. I'm tired of these wars, having to pick a side, this and that. I personally am the kind of person that enjoys both. 
Um, as far as Daniel Bryan goes, I thought Daniel Bryan accomplished everything there was to accomplish for him in WWE. So even when the rumors were going on, I thought it made sense. I was like, what is he going to do in WWE, really? He's done it all. He had a fairy tale run, if you really think about it. there's never I don't know that we'll ever see a Daniel Bryan case ever again in WWE. And I love that when he came into AW, he put WWE over and he did it again in this note. And he's just such a... He's just such a class act, man. And it was just, it was fun to read. I love reading what he said about Vince McMahon because I feel like we all speculate so much about what, what Vince is like and he's like how he runs his company, but nobody really knows him, you know? So it was good to see that from him. I think I think Daniel Bryan is a smart man and he's not going to close that door. He, he still has a relationship there. Yeah, that end, he had a very positive experience with WWE. This is not a situation where Brian Danielson was bitter and left WWE to go prove them wrong, that he could show them up or anything like that. This is a guy who has a lot of family in WWE, met his wife in WWE, and obviously has yeah. nothing but the kindest things to say about Vince McMahon. And I think he made this decision because he feels it's bigger than him. He loves the sport of professional wrestling so much that he feels like it'll be a better contribution to go to AEW and maybe you know, yeah. add to fuel to the fire of the, uh, having another professional wrestling company there. So, you know, I thought this was a very, very good letter from Brian Danielson. You hit the nail right on the head saying that he is a definitely a class act. And uh, just yeah. seeing his mind state, I thought was the most, that's what I love about the Players' Tribune so much is seeing these uh, players write and you get their mind state in terms of going into these big moments, coming out of some big moments to get that perspective instead of uh, a sports writer just saying and then speculating and whatnot. Right, or like an interview, sport. like it came from him. It makes it feel more legit and like it came from the heart. And also... I love reading that he considers this the biggest match of his career because I got to tell you, when I go to talk about it, I get hyped. I feel like a kid on Christmas morning. This man was main eventing WrestleMania a few months ago, so we never thought. Like, the, the thought of even, yeah, it crossed our minds when we're fantasy booking, but that's what it felt like, right? Let's fantasy book Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan. It's never going to happen. No, it's actually going to happen. And that is like, I still, I'm going to be sitting there watching it and I'm still going to be like, okay, let me pinch myself real quick. You know, like as a professional wrestling geek, I think this is amazing. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. So Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega tomorrow to main event. Uh, Brian. Brian. Just call him Brian. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Brian. <laughs> who do you got in that by the way, Issa? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think it's going to go to a draw. Time draw. They're going to wrestle forever, and it's going to go into a time draw. That's what I want. I can't pick one. Um, I mean, common sense will say if we got a book one to win, it should be Daniel Bryan would have been his debut, and the title now being on the line, I think they're both so freaking good that a time draw will make perfect sense. Yeah, I, I got Daniel Bryan, but I wouldn't have a problem with the draw. You know, I don't uh, like them meeting their champions, and they've already done that with Kenny Omega with the Christian feud, but we'll see right. how that takes out. Tomorrow uh, should be a very fun show. Uh, a yeah. pretty fun show, actually, surprisingly, was Raw. It was kind of fun here and there, especially the main <laughs> event, uh, especially because Roman Reigns is all over this show, which you don't get much of on WWE Raw. He hasn't wrestled on Raw in over a year, and him the Bloodline showed up. He bookended the show, uh, won early on in the first match against the New Day, and then came back, and he uh, kind of surprisingly won the triple threat. This is how I watch Raw away. all night, like this. <laughs> did you watch Raw? <laughs> 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 you had to be on cloud nine. Well, uh, Roman yeah. Reigns was on the show a lot uh, for you know well over a third of the show. Was Roman Reigns in the ratings came back and uh, did quite well. 
Raw's up 7% from last week uh, against the premier of Monday Night Football this week against week two, where my Green Bay Packers destroyed the Detroit Lions, which did top uh, the night in cable. But Raw was $1.793 million. They said up uh, 7% overall, up 14%, 15% in uh, 18 to 49, which they did do 642,000 viewers, which is going to be the number to beat. So in order for AEW Grand Slam uh, to keep that streak going three weeks in a row against WWE 18 to 49, it's going to have to do its second biggest 18 to 49 number of the year, third biggest of all time. We'll see if it happens. Um, Raw uh, had a lot going on these two events. And of course, before I get to you, Issa, there was a story early on by Russell Boats that said that uh, WWE officials are going to be paying close attention to the number that Raw does, uh, seeing that Roman Reigns is on the show. And in the future, we might get top stars on both shows if it did well. I don't know if this is going to be well enough, but we could probably expect that. Is that what you expect? Uh, I, I, I mean, I thought last night's Raw was enjoyable. It, there's, there's been a couple of Raw where they've given us a couple of good matches, but overall, it felt, it, it felt like it had a lot of really good in-ring action. Not just the Bloodline and the New Day. That main event was gold, but I'm talking even Randy Orton and AJ Styles like put on a really, really good match. I know we've seen it a few times, but last night they killed it. Um, listen, I think Roman Reigns is. It's one of the most interesting things that WWE has going for itself right now. And it shows. It shows on the numbers. The guy got, went on and put on two matches. Also, like, let's keep in mind, Drew McIntyre was not on the show, and that probably helped. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't come for me, <laughs> Drew McIntyre fans. It's a joke. <laughs> but listen, I think it will make perfect sense. I don't think that the brand split ends as long as the shows are on different networks. But I think when you have a reason, like when something like this happens and it's unexpected, like seeing Roman wrestle and Raw, I, I couldn't believe how long it's been since he's wrestled there. It felt like a big deal. So if you book more things like that here and there and make them feel special, it might show up on the numbers as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't think that brand split necessarily ends either, but WWE might want to be careful what it wishes for in terms of having yeah. both pop stars being able to go back and forth because we do hear these stories about whether it's Fox or whether it's USA Network being yeah. like, well, why did they get this? Why did they get that? A lot of times, WWE probably was able to get out of arguments like that by saying, well, he's a Raw guy, so he has to be on Raw. There's a SmackDown guy. Right. Now that Pandora's box is open, you know, Fox is probably going to want a Drew McIntyre on their show every week, just like I think USA Network and NBC Universal is going to want Roman Reigns back on the show next week and the week after. And WWE might have to find itself in a situation where it's going to have to explain for a certain week why Roman Reigns isn't on the show. Um, but... Uh, I just, I, it's good that WWE Raw was up and this, that, and the other. I just yeah. don't like WWE um, incentivizing itself to hotshot the program so much because we saw that triple threat match was a pay-per-view. Oh my gosh, so, so good. Not only didn't announce it, uh, they just had it on the show with no announcement. It was a great match. I thought it was very solid. Uh, this is the type of match that maybe you could have done at Survivor Series or at the pay-per-view down the road, but uh, WWE needs to just have a plan, you know, in terms of where they're going and not yeah. just an actionary every single week. Agreed. Maybe they can creatively become come come up with better ways to book this instead of just randomly putting it into a show. But that also being said, you, the Forbes guy, you know what makes WWE profitable. It's the TV deals. So we yes. need to get used to us getting these amazing matches 
on TV. This is in uh, this is in the 1990s where pay per views is was really was paying these companies. It's not. It's a TV deals. That's why I'm not surprised that some of these like we're getting like let's 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 be fair. We're getting Kenny Omega and Brian on TV yeah. their first match. So I think that we like we need to start recognizing that times have changed and it is normal to get these marquee level matches on on regular TV. Yeah, and it's not the marquee match on TV that I have a problem with. It's the fact that you could have gotten a big rating announcing a match like this and actually building to a match like this. I just want to plan. I I absolutely uh, understand that now we're in an era, especially with WWE, where there is no saving something for pay-per-view. But if you're going to have these marquee television matches, at least maybe in four weeks have a match like this and then plan how you're going to get there or at the very least announce something like this earlier in the day on Twitter if you knew you were going to do it then. Right, Uh, but but, at the same time, it will be two weeks in a row now of the anything can happen in raw factor and maybe that's how you bring in the ratings because you had a cashing successful cashing last week which okay that was announced but still nobody i personally didn't think it was happening until that ref counting to three and now this week you had this match just being made out of the blue so maybe they're just changing their creative to start making you think okay you know what i'm gonna have to watch because all of these things keep happening so maybe that's the way that they're approaching kind of like getting the ratings back up is just by making you think anything could happen. Look at the crazy matches that went on this Monday and we didn't even know about it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one way to look at it. And that's a good appeal to have is that... Why am you, I so positive today? Who am I? Who am I? It is a good way to look at it because that, that's a great way of putting it in that people may think that, oh, anything could happen, but you just want to be careful that WWE doesn't burn itself out and create this standard that's unrealistically high to where right. finally right. 10 weeks into the NFL season, we don't got nothing. People are going to like, you know, flee and, and not want to see it because Roman we got Reigns Roman and we got Brock. Don't, don't figure, don't figure something out. We got Roman Reigns. We got Brock. The man worked two matches last night. Like, can he get any hotter? He can't. He can't. <laughs> Roman Reigns, two <laughs> matches, two match Roman. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns 2.0 on Raw last night, okay? <laughs> you like red glove Roman, or uh, how did you like his red Raw glove like, compared to his other I love the red, I love the red glove. He made it feel like, hey, I'm on Raw. I know I'm a special attraction here. Let me, let me add a little, you know, attention to detail. Well, uh, uh, speaking of attention to detail, you're going to have to have this for this Netflix movie that's coming out. Issa, have you seen the trailer for Escape the Undertaker? <laughs> it looks so good. Does it not look good, Alfred? Yeah. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to look like a lot of fun. This is the type of movie. Yeah. You go to the ice cream dispensary, get yourself a little ice cream, sit back and watch. Bro, a lot of ice creams. <laughs> I might go through my entire pint of ice cream before I sit down to watch it. <laughs> Oh, you got a pint of ice cream? Who's your plug? Who's your ice cream plug? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> listen. Let's just, I'm just going to say I'm going to eat ice cream before I watch it, okay? Well, I don't know what kind of ice cream I'll eat. I have different preferences, so we'll see. And I'm sure you grew up in this era as well, too, in terms of the choose your own adventure books. Did you ever read those in school? Where, yes, yeah, and they were fun. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's so good. So good. I think it looks like a lot of fun. It's going to be The New Day and The Undertaker. It, it kind of looks like, okay, I'm sure it's going to be hokey and cheesy whatnot, but the acting, like The New Day, they're great actors, and The Undertaker's always of been course. a great performer. So it's not like bad acting. It's not like the performances are all that bad. If you're able to just suspend your disbelief and get into it, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. The fact that it's on Netflix really uh, is cool because it's going to be more, obviously, of a bigger, broader audience that potentially it could be shown to. We'll see who uh, ends up connecting with it on that front. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I agree. I can't I can't wait. I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, this looks way better than what I even anticipated. So I'm super excited for it. 
I hope nobody died. Black people don't have good luck in scary movies. And you got three of them in this uh, place our rules. And they didn't tease that Woods gets got. So I hope none of them. No, no. I think died. Xavier Woods can't. He's the one. He's the one. If somebody can escape The Undertaker, he's Xavier Woods. I will put all of my poker chips right there. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't wait for this. October 5th, I believe it is. Uh, King Rail for $5. So we complain when we get the same old from WWE, then complain when we get surprised and they actually hold our interest. Uh, listen, um, th to this point, I mean, of course, you're always going to get double-sided complaints from uh, wrestling fans. And uh, I do kind of agree with you in terms of when we get the same old stuff. You're absolutely right. When there's the same matches every single week, yes, nobody wants to see the same matches every single week. But the alternative doesn't have to be the extreme where it's like, okay, fine, we're going to give you this big pay-per-view main event without announcing it. There can't be a happy medium in here. This is kind of similar to the Jeff Hardy thing where it's like oh you complain when Jeff Hardy beats Karrion Cross, but you also complain when they put him in the 24-7 that's not the, that's the only thing that could have happened with him maybe there's a no now he's out here re-breaking Sheamus oh. freaking nose <laughs> what the hell man <laughs> listen to King Rail's point I agree I I haven't complained I have fun but Listen, if you say Roman Reigns is going to sit here and stare at the TV for three hours, I'm going to stare right back. So that's just my case. I didn't complain about Roman Reigns being on Raw. I will never complain about more Roman Reigns. Yeah, and I will say Raw has been fun the past couple of weeks. I personally yeah, have liked watching you know, Raw these past couple of weeks with what they've given us. Same. It's just that I can't help but think, like, man, how long can they keep this up? Uh, WWE does often struggle not having like a plan and a story to go build to something big. And so knowing that they're doing this on such a week-to-week -week basis makes me think like, you look at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view this week and you could clearly tell that they haven't like been able to think this one through because of a lot of the stuff. Yeah, the card. Agree. The card is looking a little, and we don't even have an opponent for Biggie, not even the rematch with. I thought we would get somewhere on Monday where they will book that. Um, so yeah, you know, I I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme Rules is going to be a weird pay-per-view. We don't even have a gimmick match. They don't even have a gimmick match booked. I believe Finn Balor and Roman Reigns, they just announced it's going to be an Extreme Rules match, but that might uh, be it. Oh, okay. Okay. So the demon <laughs> is going to bring... <laughs> you're not, you're not Listen. nervous about uh, Roman Reigns and Finn Balor? No, no, no. I think I do think that Brock gets involved and it ends in no finish just so you don't pin the demon. That's what I, that's what I think is going to happen. I'm over here booking... Great finishes. Let's hire me creative teams, okay? But um, I forgot what I was going to say. See, I got so excited about thinking about Brock coming in. and into I, I, I think that could happen. Don't you think so? And that sure. way you don't pin I mean, the demon? Yeah, I haven't thought about I just thought that they were just going to have, you know, another notch for Roman Reigns' belt because, you know, that's another thing that would really put him over. But I, but he I, already beat Finn Balor. So what is yeah. that, a double notch? Like the same notch, but we're just going to put a little face paint on the one knot and, yeah. and you know, like how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, he's got a face paint on one of his notches. He's a stylish man. Yeah. I, I was surprised that he got the win last night because last night I'm thinking, okay, you're building toward Bobby Lashley and Big E. They're going to do something where either he leaves the ring or he doesn't get pinned or whatnot. But Roman Reigns got two wins on Roman Oh, it's the show he's not even on. So this is why I think they're going to have to uh, beat Finn Balor. Did you just say, I was surprised that Roman Reigns got yeah. the win? You need more ice cream. You need some ice cream in your life. You didn't have enough ice cream if you think you're gonna be surprised that Roman Reigns got both wins. There's, of course it did. The, you know, yeah, the one stuff. thing I appreciated about this, it was there were so many close finishes that I really did think that Roman was going to lose a couple of times there. And B, the day that Roman Reigns loses, it's going to feel like such a huge deal. I hope 
they do it right. <laughs> I really, really hope they do it right because, like, even last night I was like almost crying at the at the close finishes. Imagine the day that that man loses; it's gonna feel like a big deal. Yeah, definitely, and I hope it's Biggie who uh, beats Roman Reigns. Bad Keith Gaming for two dollars <laughs> says WWE should keep the door open now for both brands. What do you think about that, Issa? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you start. If, if they end the brand split, we're just going to see the same 10 people on both yes. shows. That's the problem. Yes. That's how I feel that will go. Um, but the wild, they tried to do the wild card rule, and it didn't really work. So I, I like a brand split. Let's just shake it up, though. It's been too long since we've gotten a little bit of, a, of mixing up who's on what. And that's why the shows feel so repetitive at this point. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that brand-to-brand invitational. I know they don't really, they only adhere to it when they need to bring somebody over, but uh, not necessarily having people just go in and out like it's a revolving door, because I agree with you, that would water down the product, but right. having two brands and then once in a while somebody comes on, I, I'd have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Stephen M for four ninety nine, Tessa versus Charlotte, or Tessa versus Baker, which match is bigger as well as better in your opinions? Tessa versus Charlotte. I'm going to say that's a match that I've always been curious and, and wanted to see. Um, but Britt Baker is growing so much, not only as an entertainer, but as a wrestler. That I'm pretty sure a couple of months from now, you pr- I'll probably change my opinion on that. But I do think that Tessa versus Charlotte is something I always wanted to see. 100,000% it's Tessa versus Charlotte, not only because both being such you know great wrestlers, uh, both you know, daughters of horse women, you know, they're going to kind of play yeah. that card. This is a story that tells itself. And I really do think that this could be, uh, you know, Tessa versus Charlotte, uh, very similar in terms so of the athleticism and whatnot. I think that would be all time match, but yeah, Britt Baker's on her way, but Tessa versus Charlotte. And before we get into NXT, let's talk about the godfather of NXT, Triple H, some pretty good news from Triple H. He did post um, his first message since uh, having a genetic uh, condition in terms of his heart. Uh, he said, I've been blown away by the outreach and support from so many people. I'm recovering, doing well, and deeply grateful for all the love of my life, especially grateful for Shawn Michaels, all the superstars and crew, WWE NXT, Steph and the girls love the snacks. See you soon. So Triple H on the men, and looks like he's going to be back sooner than you think. Good for him. I'm glad he's okay. Um, and I hope that everything is, you know, taken care of and that he continues to take care of himself. Um, I guess, that, yeah, I'm just happy. I was happy to see him on my timeline today. I was like, man, I, I don't even care what's going on with NXT. I just want Triple H to be okay. <laughs> exactly. That was good to see. Great to see. So we get into NXT 2.0. Week 2. 2.0. Week 2.0 of NXT 2.0. <laughs> Week 2.0, I like that. that. We start off with Tommaso Ciampa, new champ, uh, kind of playing like the John Cena role, hyping up the product, how great this brand is. we got a lot of the new guys standing in the ring. You know, Odyssey Jones, Joe Gacy, a lot of people who we'll see over the night. And uh, Ciampa's putting them over, putting over Hayes, putting over Jones. He gets interrupted by Cameron Grimes. Grimes gets interrupted by L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight gets interrupted by Pete Dunne. You know where this is going. We get a big brawl in the center of the ring. We cut to the back. There's a brawl with the women that they seem to have a hard time keeping up with. We go back in the ring. The brawl's still going on. It's down to Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa are in the ring, and they call out Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. Uh, there, of course, those reports about NXT getting more edgy, and we saw a little bit of that or the first hint of that in this segment where Braun Breaker said, if you bitches have the balls, that you guys can come and challenge them. And so this set up the main event. It's Ciampa and Breaker versus Holland and Dunne in the main event. 
And uh, let me tell you something right now. I pointed out how Braun Breaker sounds exactly like his uncle, Scott Steiner. I was one of the first people to point this out. This yeah. week, he gets to talk on the mic, and immediately Scott Steiner starts trending on Twitter because this guy sounds exactly like his uncle. And they don't even want it to be mentioned. I read some reports this week that they don't even want that to be mentioned. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be mentioned, bro. Like, it doesn't need to be mentioned. We all know it. <laughs> like, listen, I agree with you. I love the passion. Um, that Champa delivered in his promo. I know when he was like teaming up with Thatcher, he was delivering promos that were that passionate. But because of the programs that they had him involved in, it, it just felt like a wasted Champa promo. You know what I mean? Because it's like he's just in, in these matches that don't mean anything. Now he's got Goldie again, and it just like that, that passion just feels different, right? So I I liked him hy- hyping up, and the fact that he's kind of like owning the fact that he's like the grandpa of NXT yeah. and putting just these young guys over, it felt great. I will say the interruptions felt a little too Monday Night Raw opening, and I and I'm not I don't want to go there. I don't want to compare. I I watch NXT with a whole different perspective, but it really reminded me. Of a, of a Monday Night Raw opening where somebody interrupts and then somebody else comes out and then somebody else comes out. And listen, ultimately, we did book the main event out of this segment, but I didn't like that. Also, my goodness, Samoa Joe gets injured and now William Regal once again loses all control of yes. NXT. Everybody's brawling anywhere. We need Samoa Joe to come back ASAP because obviously this William Regal don't know how to control his kids. I completely agree with you. That's what went through my mind this whole time. Is it? I mean, it yeah. could have been a storyline continuity where now that Joe's gone, it's chaos again because this is exactly yeah. how they're booking the product before they had to bring in Joe. And now that he's gone, they're doing this again. And I do think that was a missed opportunity for them to at least mention that, uh-oh, it looks like now that there's no enforcers here, uh, there's all this craziness going on. I know. <laughs> uh, King Rail for $10. Question for Alfred. I'm black as well. Would you call this era of people of our nationality I personally think Me Too and BLM actually changed the way W looked at African-American. This is uh, actually a very good question. I would call this the era of uh, Black people. I would call this the best era to be a Black wrestler um, in the history of WWE. And it's not even close in terms of the amount of WWE champions. Not only that, it's not always like a championship who wins their matches and whatnot. It's also who's being featured. You see Bianca Belair, Big E, Kofi Kingston in the New Day, all top stars, Bobby Lashley, of course. So uh, WWE in particular doing a great job with minority. And it's really recently over the past couple of years has done a fantastic job uh, booking um, the minorities. And I hope they keep it up because it's really created a, a lot of diversity and a lot of diverse stories to be told. And it does make the product seem like more of a variety. Yeah, 1,000%. Absolutely. Excellent and, uh, Puerto, answer. Puerto Rico's on its way too, Issa, with uh, Damian Priest because they're really doing a good job. Uh, you know, you know, you know that I'm like over here just, I have... Poor guy has to feel the pressure of all of the island on his shoulders because we're all like, please don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. But I think I think they're doing a great job with Damian Priest right now. And I can see him being a future world champion. Oh. I just want somebody to take those mid-card titles and make them matter. And I think Damian Priest can do that for the U.S. title. Now let's do it with the IC title as well. Absolutely. That's a good point. I think he's done a good job with the U.S. title in terms of... And, in addition to that... Challenges. Yeah, uh, talking about minorities themselves, like take a look at the mid-card titles at will. You have a Puerto Rican and Shinsuke Nakamura Japanese holding the other titles. It's a very, very good time in WWE for just some changing the scene, okay? There's, you see a lot of more variety of people and, and being, being featured, and it's, it's a good time. 
Yeah, and I like it. It really did stand out when Biggie won that title. In that, it's getting less and less a story that a black guy won the title. The last two, in fact, yeah. where Bobby Lashley beat the Miz, and it's like, oh yeah, of course Bobby Lashley should win. Like people have been seeing this coming for a couple of weeks in terms of where they're going. They built him up, and it wasn't like a historical. Oh my God, they let this black guy win. It's like, yeah, of course Bobby Lashley is going to win. Yeah. Of course Big E, who's been ready and got the money in the bank, is going to win that title. Like when a black guy wins a world title in AEW, whenever they're ready, th that's going to be the story. He's the first black champion in this and the other and i feel like that's becoming less and less a story and i love that same with the women same with the women remember how much of a big deal we'll make when the women will main event raw main event a pay-per-view now it just feels so normal we got to that main event between sasha and bianca this wrestlemania and now i feel like it's just normal for the women to main event shows pay-per-views whatever you know like it's awesome it's amazing that things have changed so much from when we first started watching wrestling uh hojo togo belinsky for five dollars says his voice and face looks like rick steiner but the words feel like scott packers more fun to watch than roman that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about he said the packers are more fun to watch than roman go pack go i didn't say it isa uh, no but you popped for it like what the hell was that God, I always pop I the Green Bay Packers. It's, it's my guy. I I'm a part it. owner of the Green Bay Packers. I have to pop at the Packers. I miss but Glenn. I Glenn, Glenn, wherever you're at, please come back soon. I can't do this. Glenn. Roman Reigns is excellent on Raw, uh, by the way, but the Green Bay Packers uh, looked uh, slightly more excellent in their domination of the Detroit Lions. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, Packers 35, Lions 17. We move on to Roderick Strong versus Kushida. This was uh, this was a good match only because, you know, for the rest of the night, you're going to just see one squash match after another. So this really stood out as being kind of a long, lengthy match. They had a match of the Cruiserweight Championship, a lot of outside interference from the Diamond Mine. In fact, the finish came when Malcolm Bivens tried to help Roderick Strong by putting his foot on the rope, leading to a lot of outside interference and ref distraction. Roderick Strong won with that modified suplex backbreaker. Uh, after the match, out comes Grayson Waller. Remember him? Drake Maverick's old tag team partner from a couple of weeks back. I didn't, I didn't he... remember him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. He's, I didn't remember him without any of his gear because he was in that wrestling gear with that ear and stuff like that. Right. There was something <laughs> different. I was like, who? Who was? <laughs> I had a Conor McGregor moment where I was like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, I had a, a the Tommy Davidson meme from The Breakfast Club. Who are these? You know. <laughs> So he comes out and the crowd did too, because the crowd didn't seem to understand who this was, but then they did say, you know, it was Grayson Waller and it looks like it's going to be Grayson versus Roderick Strong next week. I don't know if they specified if that was going to be for the title, but um, go get him, Grayson. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, um, so the Diamond Mine, right? It feels like with all the additions, they're finally taking them more seriously. And now with them putting the title on Roderick Strong, I I didn't know which way to go because Kushida had gotten so many wins over so many people that I was like, I'm not sure they're ready to do this. But I do think this is what you need to do to turn things around for the Diamond Mine. It's, they're really starting to become a very dominant faction. And they went from, we were laughing about them and saying the only good thing about them was their matching gear. And now look at them. So excited to see where they go next. <laughs> It's like they heard us. And they're like, oh, we'll show you. We'll get the Creed Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> apologies. Back. Apologies. We'll take it back, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's really like overnight. I mean, it's just in the blink of an eye, they've just gone yeah. from an afterthought to where they're finally starting to get some momentum. It was the brothers. Like, it was the brothers. Yeah, You're right about that. It was the brothers. That. That's what I was about to say. Like, good, good for Roderick Strong for... 
you know, beat Roderick Strong because this is just, you know, another ho-hum, pretty good match or whatnot. But I do feel the movement he has around him is is making the Diamond Mine very exciting from the Creed Brothers to uh, Ivy Now, I believe it was. And and Malcolm Bivens is doing a good job, too. It seemed more like he won that title because he took the title right. immediately. You know, right. I know. I saw that, too. And I was like, wait, whose title is it? I guess they're just going to free bird it. Like, you know what I mean? They're all champions now. <laughs> they're defending the Cruiserweight title against Grayson Waller. <laughs> Next week's main event, Grayson Waller versus Malcolm Bivens. Book that. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's what we're going to do. There were a lot of segments on NXT tonight. There were a lot of backstage kind of segments, especially those when it comes to vignettes, building people up. I'm going to go over all of these right now before we get back into the matches. And I'm going to get your reaction to these as well, Issa. So first, we had a segment with Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. We saw them last week, and they lost to Imperium. And they talked about how they met in a bar fight. So they're talking about this bar fight where they met, where they immediately started fighting each other. The whole time they're talking, they're using this B-roll of uh, footage of them fighting in a bar. I will say this yeah. about this bar fight. It did look pretty realistic because usually when they show bar fights, it's just everybody's going crazy. But they showed it to where I don't know if they had the fight and didn't tell the patrons at the bar that this is going on. But everybody's kind of looking at them like it's weird. A couple people are trying to break it up, which the people breaking it up, I'm sure, are in on it. But a lot of people watching on did look like. They didn't know what was going on. So it looks Did anybody realistic. scream World Star? Because if nobody screamed World Star, then it's not a real <laughs> it's not realistic at all. <laughs> they should have. Yes, they should have screamed. They were talking about edgier references and references of Right. Today. Why not? Yes. Let's just go for it. Let's go. If you're gonna go in, go all in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have loved that. Oh my god. I know, me too. Oh, I would have popped so hard. <laughs> Like, 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 listen, just bring Xavier Woods and have him just walk in the background and just scream world star. Yo, your vignette is made. Yeah, so, so these are two guys who, similar to how the bar got together, where, you know, they were in a bar fight, although they were helping each other. This is just two guys who like to fight each other and they're going to fight other people. Are you excited for Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen yet? Not yet, not yet, but I appreciated the bar fight. You know, I, I was it Jeff Hardy, Sheamus level. No, you know, that was that was an epic bar fight. <laughs> I had to bring it up because they <laughs> fought this week and I could not stop thinking about that bar fight when they were fighting on Monday Night Raw. But um, yeah, I, I appreciated the effort between be, behind the backstage vignette. The problem was like this one I appreciated. Then it just got to be a little too many. And I know we're going to discuss all of them in a row. But at one point, like when this one happened, I was OK with it. I thought it was fun. You know, I did think it seemed realistic, but then it was just so many freaking video packages. Yeah. We got another one from Daniel Vidojo. They didn't bother to tell us who this was. He's a gentleman who lets these two ladies in through the door. Somebody runs in and tries to cut them off, and he pulls them out and gets physical with them. Daniel Vidojo coming soon. I had no idea who the two guys were, or the girls for that matter. I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> I mean, why is he so mad? Like, okay, so he pulls the guy back. The girl's going, and he could have said, like, where's your manners? And just walk right. Like, why was the need to smash him against the door? Like, what? And this guy obviously has never been to New York City because if you're going to open the door, you're going to be standing there holding it open for, like, 30 people. So... <laughs> I wonder if this is where they're going. This character is a gentleman. And so each week we get like a chivalry lesson from him in that like maybe a guy doesn't stand up when a woman leaves the table and he says, hey, and he makes them stand up or, or, or something like that. But uh, this is very weird. And you know what? I think <laughs> that the announcers thought this was 
Dante Chen because I think when they came out of that, they're like, Dante Chen really likes being a gentleman. And it was not Dante Chen. It was not Dante. He was on a match later on. That is, they're not the same people. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows anybody's names at this point. It's going to take us 2.0. It's going to take us a little while to get people's names down. And I apologize if when I'm talking about one of these performers, I can't remember the name. We're trying, they're trying to introduce us to way too many new characters at once. And, you know, not criticizing that we need new characters, but it's going to be very hard to keep up with all these people when we don't even know their names. But that is a valid criticism. And if you're trying to get over a new generation of people, it's better if you space it out other than having a thousand yeah. things happen. Because then if you have a thousand things happening, you're basically having nothing happening. Yeah. Uh, we get Chase U, um, Andre Chase. He's doing these Chase U segments showing film. The film this week was Odyssey Jones losing in the breakout <laughs> tournament. What do you think about Chase U? And this might have been my favorite, but maybe it's because I just think it was funny the way he was teaching the class and making fun of Odyssey. Out of all the video packages, this one is the one that stood out to me the most that, you know, kind of like stay here. Like, okay, that was fun. Well, of course, there's one more, but he is above. He is above everybody else. Like, I don't compare him. Like, there's this group of people and then there's Tony, but we'll get into that. Yes, I was going to say, this is my third favorite segment. Uh, we'll get uh, but I love to chase you. If you're watching, you have access to get me one of those chase you sweatshirts. I love. Oh my god! Yes, that, that, I wow. like the chase you. Like, why are they not on the shop already? That that will sell. All of that varsity style like clothing sells very well. They need to capitalize on that like ASAP. Yeah, yeah, like the bomber jackets, varsity jackets, yes. definitely. Oh, they got to get one of those for Braun Breaker. He's got to get, like, just like his uncle and his dad used to wear, those Steiner uh, varsity jackets would be great. It would be hilarious if we never mentioned anything about Steiner, but we slowly make him more and more like him, just to, like, make it so obvious that you're just like, just say it! He'll have the bleach goatee in no time. Yes! But don't say Big Papa Pump. Can't say no, that. no, no, no. Von Wagner, we get a vignette from him saying that, you know, he lost, but he took an L, he's coming back, uh, you know. Von Wagner is. We'll sure. see. Him. Sure. <laughs> then we got a uh, Trey Baxter was backstage after taking a loss that we'll get into later. And it looks like he might be doing a superhero gimmick. His girlfriend is Cora Jade. She said, you're a freaking superhero. And then he goes, superhero. And they zoom in. So it looks like this time NXT is going to be stealing for WWE other than the other way around. Do you think they're going to change his last name to ASH? Uh, <laughs> Trey Baxter, almost a superhero. We can get it. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe he will. Maybe he'll be actually a superhero, but still ASH. So, yo, know, I like that. Actually, okay, okay, smooth. <laughs> what are what's Trey Baxter's superpower gonna be? What's he gonna? Hopefully, he can disappear. Oh no! <laughs> 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 my second favorite. So these next two are my two top favorite. Uh, my second favorite is Ikemanjaro is doing MTV Cribs. <laughs> Where yes. he shows his closet, he shows his jackets, he shows his kick pads. And he had the line of the night where he says, when you think of Japanese wrestling, you think of strong style. Ikuman Zero, style strong. And he says it with a <laughs> great accent. And this guy, so there needs to be, whatever they have planned for NXT, there needs to be five minutes of TV time for Ikuman Zero every week. It was beautiful, impressive collection, and NTV has brought back clips, so it had Cribs, so it actually feels relevant. It's, if you would have done it and Cribs wasn't back, it's like, I'm sorry, NXT, the kids don't know about NTV Cribs, but they were, brought it back. The other day I was watching the challenge and I caught it, and I'm like, wait, Cribs is back? <laughs> um, so I thought this was fun. The line, style strong, 
I popped so hard for that. I popped so you're right, you're right. Okay, damn, now the Chase U is just going down on my list because I think I did like this more than Chase U. So yeah, you're I think we had the same order of favorite segments. <laughs> well, let's get to our number one. Number oh one my god, us. yes, please. One of your hearts and minds and George Captor. He wants us to get to it. The people want it. Yes, the people want it. Get Tony. Tony. We did. Tony, Tony D'Angelo. Angelo. Oh. Future WWE champion, Tony D'Angelo. He's walking the streets of Chicago. There's a waterfront talking about his family business, and he's coming soon. And I say, no, no, no. He needs to come right now. Now. I cannot longer wait. Lakeshore Drive, just walking around, talking with his accent. Probably has a deep dish pizza waiting for him when he gets done filming that video package. He is he is going to be the next big thing. I'm telling you right now. Tony D'Angelo, 2024. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I want him. I just want him to choose someone. So like I really want him to like show up to NXT and like torture someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like go through with it. Al Capone ain't got shit on Tony D'Angelo. I said it. Well, you're standing over the water, so maybe he will throw somebody over the water and they'll be sleeping with the fishes or something uh, of that nature. Yeah. I mean, he is in the sanitation business. He can probably just take him out to the field. You know what I mean? They'll tell the family, take care of it, and nobody ever found the body. Yeah, we were talking about diversity earlier in terms of, you know, black superstars, Puerto Rican. We better get all of our wins here as soon as possible because Italy's coming. Oh, God. Italy, all right? <laughs> Tony D'Angelo is going to come over and take over WWE. So those are your segments, ladies and gentlemen. We went through I wish Glenn was here. Effort. I wish Glenn was here to talk about Tony, man. Me too. I can't. I hope when he comes back, he has all these stories of Glenn being in the streets of Chicago looking for Tony D'Angelo. Uh, but Yo. we'll see you soon, Glenn. And I hope we He's on assignment. Out. He's on assignment in Chicago. <laughs> He's on assignment. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we can go back to Hojo Togo. As it, it was reported last night that Lashley Spirit reigns like the Packers Super Punch Lions. This is my new favorite account on all of Wrestling Inc. The Packers did Super Punch the Lions 35 to 17. For those of you who just tuned in, the Green Bay Packers won a run, and we are going to be. Listen, uh, if you guys want to talk about stats, I have a very important stat. Tony D'Angelo now has 1,118 followers on Twitter. As you guys know, we have been trying. We reached four digits, baby. Four digits. I mean, nothing can stop the Tony D'Angelo hype machine. No, he's unstoppable. Now that Daniel Bryan is gone, this is this is Daniel Bryan 2.0 in terms of the yes movement. This is this, no, this is what's gonna bring Daniel Bryan back to WWE. Daniel Bryan's gonna be like, I have to wrestle Tony D'Angelo. He's gonna come back just for that match. He's gonna Once in a lifetime, Tony D'Angelo versus Daniel Bryan. Book it. Talk about dream <laughs> matches. I mean, I just I'm beside myself right now. This is, we're ridiculous. We are ridiculous. Angelo, <laughs> baby. Let's go. So we Forever. go back into the wrestling, everybody. We go back into the uh now we have Kaylee Ray versus Amari Miller. This uh was a squash match. It was a showcase of Kaylee Ray, Amari Miller, very new, uh kind of like your basic baby face. Um, and she was just squash, she wins with the gory bomb. Isa. Yeah, so good squash match. I, I always like a good squash match. But now it's like, Kaylee, I thought she was going to wrestle. I don't care. I don't care because I like who Raquel's next opponent is going to be. Mm. 
But it feels like we're a little all over the place with the women's division and we need to just set some fields in place. You know what I mean? Like, don't Absolutely. you feel that way? Because she came out after Raquel beat Dakota. We haven't seen Dakota. I hope she's okay. We've never seen Dakota after that. Like, it just feels like we're a little too all over the place. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt and wait just because I know they're resetting things. But it was like, so why you bring her? She called out Raquel and now you just have her squashing people and Raquel's going to face somebody else. But then again, I'm not mad at who Raquel is going to face, so we'll get yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. And uh, uh, well, we went uh, later on, and it was uh, after this match, it was Dante Chen versus Trey Baxter. So this is a match that Trey Baxter lost. This yeah. literally probably lasted one move. It was a squash match. Yeah, uh, they did some stuff, and then uh, Dante Chen had like a suplex into a power bomb that he won this with. He's the first Singaporean superstar to compete. For WWE, and he's an impressive-looking guy. Um, yeah, has some pretty unique gear. It seems to be very charismatic, but they kept this extremely short. Yeah, yeah, it was short, sweet, simple, and to the point. And we'll see where it goes. But he did look impressive. We get into Cameron Grimes versus Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy gets to stretch his legs out a little bit. He is a conflict resolution person who basically mm -hmm. now he's dressed like a like guidance counselor with wrist tape. And he's talking about how he doesn't want his male privilege to get in the way. And uh, then Cameron Grimes proceeds to pretty much squash Joe Gacy. Another very, very short match. Cameron Grimes beats Joe Gacy. Do you think we have so many squash matches tonight just because there were so many video packages they didn't have time to? <laughs> That's what it seemed like. I mean, it seemed They like didn't the have time to give him enough time in the ring because of all the freaking video packages. <laughs> I feel like that's how they wrote the show. They just wrote the video packages and all the stuff they wanted to do in character development. I'm like, okay, fine. If we have to have wrestling, we'll just have this match and do it as quick as possible and then get back yeah. to the story. So, yeah, yeah well, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, and, and speaking of which, Electra Lopez versus Anna Shear, they went 15 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. This is a squash match as well, ladies and gentlemen. This might have lasted less than a minute. Uh, after the match, Santos Escobar really puts her over. She's La Madrina. She's the first lady of Legado del Fantasma. And then uh, she calls out. That kind of means godmother. Is that what it means, La Madrina? Kind of, yeah. I mean, in my in my culture, if you like, your Madrina is your godmother, I which is that. almost it's just as against her as first lady. But sure. I get it. I get it. I, I'm just saying that's what it means to me. She's still a badass. Reporting, <laughs> good to know. Uh, hit row, uh, and then they they brought with B Fab and Electra, so they're really building toward that match between B Fab and Electra. Yeah, I love Electra. I love her gear. She looked incredible. She took her time taking her jacket off, and I was like, you know, she's like she's working under there, and I loved, I love the anticipation to see her, like to see her gear and everything. Um, yeah, she's awesome, and I do think she has added a lot to Legato. We talked about how I feel Legato had just fallen from being up here to, and now you know, being in the bottom after taking all the losses. But I do think that Electra has, like, re revitalized this faction. I want to see where it goes. And BFAB is the shit. I love yeah. her. I love Hit Row. <laughs> yeah, I really do like what they're doing with this and that, that they're taking time to – I feel like now they're taking time to build these two women as these two uh, big bulls yeah. going yeah. against each other. Both the stables are also benefiting because they're getting that much TV time and you're getting the conflict between them as well. So they're doing a better job in terms of building their feud. Mm-hmm. We go to Odyssey Jones versus local competitors. Guess what happened in this one, Issa? It was a squash oh, match. It was. It was. Uh, it, it went on for about thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was a squash match. It was Odyssey Jones. Come on, technical Come wrestling on. classic. Uh, but Odyssey yeah. Jones was great. <laughs> Just killing two guys. I loved Odyssey Jones in this. And of course, we got an appearance, the second appearance of the night, from Andre Chase in that beautiful sweatshirt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, you like the sweatshirt too, because I did. 
I really like that. <laughs> you can tell it's like one of one. They actually took time. It's not like this mass produced thing. It's an actual yeah. shirt that he put thought in. So it looks right. great. I want a shirt just like that. I want it. I'm telling you. I love I love that you brought it up because sometimes I'll pick up on those things, but I'm like, you know, I don't want to sound too girly on the fashion, but I kind of really like that sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we So it looks like Andre Chase, Odyssey Jones, we're headed to a few there. Uh, and then the match you were alluding to, it's going to be uh, Raquel Gonzalez making her 2.0 in-ring debut against Frankie Monet for the NXT yes. Women's Championship. In that segment, we also got an appearance from Unreal Howard, who is Lash Legend, I believe her name is. Yes, Lash Legend. She's going to have a talk show segment starting next week. But we are going to get one-on-one, which was a match that was supposed to happen a couple weeks back, but didn't. Uh, Raquel uh, Gonzalez. Versus yeah. Frankie Monet. I am so excited. I finally get to see Frankie Monet in the title picture. I won't be mad if she wins. I don't see her winning yet, but I wouldn't be mad if she wins. I think there might be some shenanigans here and just expand the field, maybe. I don't know, because we don't even know when the next takeover is. I don't know if they're doing one for Survivor Series. If they are, it's going to be there because the tickets just went on sale here in New York and it's just for Survivor Series and Raw. They don't have anything advertised for like the Saturday before. So uh, whatever. We've been begging for them to do more with Frankie Monet. We are all Frankie Monet fans here, even Glenn, whatever you're at. And uh, I'm excited for it. Lash Legend, listen, okay, this is about to get super girly. But as somebody that spends a lot of money on my lashes, love her gimmick. Love her fucking gimmick because I want everybody... Like, do you know how expensive it is to have eyelashes extensions? Hers are not extensions. She has strip lashes. But you know how expensive it is to keep up to having your lashes looking very nice? It's very expensive. It's a two, every two-week kind of maintenance. So somebody putting that over is always going to have my love. Well, to quote Joe Gacy, my male privilege does not allow me to uh, understand how eyelash and pricing like that works. But it does seem like very uh, kind of uh, high maintenance affair in terms of getting all that stuff together. And uh, it of looks course very, it is. Like, yeah, of course it is. Alfred, I go in there. I have to lay there for two hours, and they have to go lash by lash, and they go and they glue an extension on every single hair. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a does lot. It hurt at all? No, no. It's like the most expensive nap I ever take. <laughs> oh, so you can sleep through it. You can just kind of sleep. Yeah, you sleep because sleep. your eyes are closed. Your eyes are closed while they're doing it. So you're laying down and she's above you, like gluing you. So I just take it. It's a very, very expensive nap. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you learn something. You learn Absolutely. something. Last legend. We should, get a, we should have a lash tip from you every time we talk about last legend in terms of, you know, a different thing on lash. Listen, stuff. lash legend tip 101 never get your lashes wet in the first 24 hours after you get them done. And that's your tip for today. That's your tip for today, everybody. So those of you tell your significant others, uh, women in the chat, that's your tip for today. I love that. (laughs) We get Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction out to the ring. They're doing this promo. Uh, Gigi is saying that they're unbeatable. Uh, JC says they want the NXT tag titles. They're getting what chance? (laughs) Mandy's like, I'm hot. Many of that line saying uh, none of the guys in there could get with her. And uh, but, oh my uh, god, I just thought that was so funny. This guy said, "We're unbeatable. We're coming for those titles." And Mandy's like, "I'm fucking hot. Sorry, <laughs> I'm hot." And you know it. I'm like, "Yo, okay, sign me up. Sign me up. Why not?" 
um, I like the promo. I like that they're after gold. I like that Mandy Rose explain whether we like the explanation or not, why she finally came to NXT, you know, because we never really heard a good explanation for it. And tonight she gave it to us. She came to be our gift. That's what she said. Um, there was a, There was a little bit of, Again, not trying to nitpick, but it felt very raw, the whole, like, look at how hot I am, where they usually don't do that in NXT. NXT is very, like, I'm talented and I'm going to kick your ass when it comes to the women. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, it's different because we don't do this in NXT. You know what I mean? So I'm very 50-50. I want to see where it goes from here. But I thought it was solid. I Toxic attraction is, I'm just going to call them TA. Yeah, I do like that name for the staple, but I did mm-hmm. notice that when she did say that line about being hot, it didn't really get a reaction from the crowd in terms no. of just getting heat because that is not really an NXT thing to do. Or maybe the crowd was just filled with a bunch of confident men like, yes, I can get you. I'll show you. I can get you. So <laughs> I don't think that's what happened, Alfred. I think they just did it. <laughs> it just fell flat. <laughs> yeah, it just fell flat. <laughs> because NXT audience is not used to that particular promo. Yes. You know, like I just don't. I don't know. I I it, 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 I felt very 50-50 about it because like like I said it hasn't been done, but it just feels like we're past the days of where you just come to wrestling because you're a hot chick. You know what I mean? So, but I think Mandy has improved in the ring and when she wrestles she's going to prove that she's more than just a hot chick, you know, but I just don't want that to be the 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 reason why or all her promos. We'll see where it goes, but I think they look great together. Yeah, and they're going to get a tag team championship, women's tag team titles next week um, against uh, Io Shirai and um, uh, Zoe Stark. So that's yeah, going to yeah. be up next week. And then they also even tease that uh, when uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell come back, they're going to get a shot too. So uh, we'll see about that uh, in terms of next week um, in the tag team division. So we get to the main event. Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker versus Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland. So this was a, a, an actual full-fledged uh, main event match uh, that had a lot of stuff going on. I thought Braun Breaker looked incredible in this match, especially yeah. considering you know, he's still very new, but they gave him a lot of stuff to do. Uh, not too much, but enough to where he showcased what he's good at. And he's just so explosive and athletic. And this is a guy where I'm just, uh, dare I say this, but I'm getting John Cena vibes from Braun Breaker in terms of, yeah, they're doing all the things about his uncles and stuff. He just has this, he just got a in terms of star power and size and and especially those shoulder tackles maybe that's what it was but uh i was getting john cena vibes from this guy so if they stick with him hopefully it works out that way of course not with that name and breaker no not with brown breaker you don't think he's getting over (laughs) i I don't like the name i don't like the name that's all (laughs) hopefully they get back to rex steiner you know instead of yeah Uh, but the finish came when Kyle O'Reilly reemerged and started messing with Rich Holland. Rich Holland took the pinfall from Braun Breaker. And at the end, they teased Braun Breaker taking the NXT title from Tommaso Ciampa. They did do a quick nod to the Steiners where he did that old pose where he gets over Rick Steiner yeah. and massages him. So they did do that, which I actually like. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm a huge mark of the Steiner brothers. One of my favorite. Yeah, brothers. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> but uh, this was a pretty good match. What did you think about the main event here, Issa? I thought it was a lot of fun. I did think Breaker looked absolutely great. Um, I feel very, I don't know, why are we in limbo with Pete Dunne? I thought we were in a clear path to a championship feud back when they did that Fatal Five Way with Pete Dunne. And and now I don't know where we're at with him. And I and I heard he, he resigned. So I don't know if maybe he went into limbo because they were in the process of negotiating that. But now that he resigned, let's, let's like 
I don't know. I don't want him. I like Pete Dunne a lot, and I think he's worked hard to get in a main event kind of feud. Um, but I don't know. It also seems like this is the time to highlight new people. Um, but yeah, the match was a lot of fun overall. And um, Kyle O'Reilly, man, I don't know how he just keeps. He manages to ruin all the fun for me. Like every time I'm having fun, Kyle O'Reilly comes out, and I'm like, why? <laughs> cool, Kyle, just killing everybody's buzz. Yo, I, I, like I what a vibe up. killer. <laughs> He's pulled up, and now it looks like we're getting Kyle O'Reilly and Ridge Holland, which, you know, it'll be good for Ridge Holland, I guess. Um, but If he I'm wins, he's not going to win. They're going to make Kyle O'Reilly win, and then, like, he's gonna, they're not going to do anything with him. I hope not. I, I want Ridge Holland to just absolutely destroy Kyle O'Reilly in, in 10 <laughs> seconds. Terry Allen Jr. for 260. Underwhelming ring quality. Well, he might I love the amount. I love, I love how so specific, 260. Yeah, two dollars. How can I, yeah, two dollars and sixty cents is a very specific. You could have just given two point oh dollars, and that would be more in brand. But thanks for the extra sixty cents. We do really appreciate that. <laughs> well, YouTube keeps it anyway, so <laughs> yeah, he paid he paid the YouTube fee, so we get two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I will give you that in terms of underwhelming. Yeah, ring quality was clearly not the focus here. In two weeks in with this sample yeah. size, this is what NXT is going to be. And I will say this, and this is kind of a theme. I think that it's good that we're getting something different from NXT yeah. where its brand is going to be different in terms of what it used to be and in terms of what it represents in the grand scheme of things on wrestling. This is the second week where we're going into NXT and I feel like I'm watching a different show than what I watched on Raw, a different show than yeah. what I'm going to watch tomorrow, a different show than what I'm going to watch on Friday. So NXT is just that weird. And in this way, there was some good that I liked the show, but there was a lot of stuff that I, I thought maybe shouldn't be there or you could have saved it yeah. for next week. But it was a lot of high, kind of reminded me of an episode of Impact, like the TNA days, where they're just getting through all these segments one after another. Yeah, um, this is true. But it was definitely different. Yeah, it's, it certainly feels different. I, I felt for a very long time NXT felt like the only show that was still stuck in the pandemic, and it doesn't feel that way anymore. So I'm glad about that. It feels different. I want to see where it goes. My criticism, I said it earlier, and I will repeat it again. They're trying to introduce us to too many new people at once, and it's going to take forever for it to stick because it's just too many people. Yeah, yeah. See, I know they like Braun Breaker, but that's only because he's in the top yeah. world title feud. But it's like, other than that, there were a lot of people who came on TV last week, whether it's Von Wagner, whether it was uh, Carmelo Hayes or whatnot, where you're thinking, okay, they definitely have plans, Ossie Jones and whatnot. But there were so many people on this week's show, it's like, I have to kind of reevaluate. Okay, so which one of these guys do you value over the other? Should I be investing my time and energy in? Maybe. And it looks like it's going to take a while. Maybe the problem is that they introduced us to Tony D'Angelo and now everybody else just can't stand out after we saw Tony D'Angelo. It's like, why? Like, don't even try. Don't even try, bro. You know? Yeah. It's like it's Tony D'Angelo and everybody else to where it's like, you see, put him on TV. How are you going to follow that? How's anybody going to rise to that level of star power? I completely agree. You can. I cannot wait to see the ratings. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo, vote for Tony D'Angelo anywhere you can. Any poll you happen to vote for for best wrestler, please, everybody, Tony D'Angelo, okay? He's only I tough. He's going to dethrone Kenny Omega for number one. Oh, my God, please. Please, Tony D'Angelo over Kenny Omega, over Adam Cole, over everybody. Tony D'Angelo, vote for Tony D'Angelo. I will say this to the end of the year. In oh, all my of your God. Polls for I, couldn't even, I couldn't even freaking say it with a straight face. I'm sorry. <laughs> So that's NXT 2.0. What would you get on a scale of one to two? What would you give NXT tonight? I mean, I'm going to give it a one. I enjoyed last week's a little bit better, but we did have a championship match. We did have the wedding segment, but I did not not have fun. 
You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, I tr I'm like Damien Priest showing up at the wedding last week where he's just like, I'm just here to party. I partied. So, okay. Well, there you go. I'll give it a 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, 1. I, 1. I, I, I thought the show was good. I, I mean, I thought overall the show, there was just a lot that was going on and they really do should work on, you know, kind of pacing themselves and whatnot. But there wasn't a dull moment. I didn't feel too bored. The wrestling did leave a lot to, to be desired, but I, I kind of understood that that's not what it's about. But there was enough on the show that I really did like that I think that overall, uh, um, slightly above average, let's say. Yeah, yeah. We have a super chat from Bear Hudson for $5, friend of the show. I want to have a discussion on the lack of diversity in AEW. Nobody seems to want to have that talk about AEW's lack of diversity or black yeah. stuff. Well, uh, I want to have that talk. And if you want to have that talk, come to my pro wrestling channel on YouTube, Pro Wrestling Bits. I'm talking about I got a new bit coming out tomorrow. Uh, but yes, that is something to be had. And I do think that there is momentum behind that discussion, especially when you see the hashtag Black Wrestling Draws, which was a thing a couple yeah. weeks ago for that big swole match. I do think it's gotten to AEW. In fact, I almost know for a fact that this is AEW's very well aware of this. And I do think that this is not AEW being monstrous and whatnot and trying to keep everybody down. I just think that they've fallen in love with this model of wrestling that's similar to this kind of like internet wrestling. We're going to get over these certain guys who got over an ROH and whatnot. And there needs to be more diversity and whatnot. And I do think that over time they'll do it. But these are conversations that should be had because if we kind of keep quiet about this for 60 years, it might be another 60 years before we get uh, a world Agreed. champion in AEW. So, you know, let's uh, keep that conversation Agreed. going. Agreed. Um, and I do think AEW does a decent job at, at listening and learning and understanding what they're doing wrong and turning it around. But this is not something that can happen overnight. Um, I want to see where they go. I think there's potential in the roster. But um, do you see Alfred? that um what's his name the acclaim your guy Caster. um max caster challenged tony khan to a rap battle tomorrow yes. ah! <laughs> you think tony, uh, pulls up, uh, does tony accept these uh rap battles do we get bars from tony khan tomorrow yo i can't i need to see this i need i might facetime you <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that reaction live. That, that would be an honor. Yeah. To oh, I'll be blogging the whole day tomorrow. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But I cannot wait to see that. Because he came out in Newark yes. and interrupted Tony Khan when Tony Khan was like telling us what matches to expect for like um, for Rampage. And they had a little joke about, you know, everything that the rumors and everything that happened. He rapped about it right in front of Tony Khan. I love that because I was like, okay, there's no real hit here. You know, they just made him. Take some time off. Let the let the situation cool off. But he's fully back. I cannot wait to see how this goes tomorrow. But you can tell Tony Khan has a soft spot for him. Yeah, and it looks so. If they end up doing this to where it is, you know, a rap battle, because it looks like they're going to address this. I don't expect Tony Khan to come in there rap, but I would like to see if they do something tomorrow. A New York area rap. Right I was going to say. You know, I was going to say. What if Tony Khan says, matches? "Listen." I'm not. I'm a businessman, but I know somebody because that's that's why he did that last week in New York too. He said I know somebody, and he brought out. I think it was somebody from Team Taz, or I don't know who he brought out to kick their butts. Uh, maybe it was Jurassic Express. Somebody. So I have a feeling he's gonna pull the same move tomorrow and be like, I'm not a rapper, but I know. Oh my God, the place will go crazy. I think we're gonna see a couple of surprises tomorrow. This is their biggest show to date. Yeah, so that, that, that would be a lot of fun, and that would be a great surprise to see. Uh, what I wouldn't like, here's the thing, I don't want to see Max Caster lose a rap battle, and that's his gimmick. And then you go, but, uh, you know, if it is a New York area rapper, somebody big, that'll be the moment, and it'll give Max Caster some more shine. So that's something that I would very much like to see. What did they go toe-to-toe? -to -toe? You know, like, I don't know, maybe the crowd will pick the rapper because it's a surprise, but maybe Max Caster doesn't do so bad. You know, we'll see. But I'm very, I saw those news today, and I pop. I'm like, oh, man. 
That's what I'm paying money to see. That's yeah. it right there. That's <laughs> nice. Max Castro gets busy. So if it was like up to that New York crowd, they might choose him over the rapper. I, I, I'll never forget when Bo Dallas uh, beat Flo Rida. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, never happened. forget. Never forget that. I still see some people had that at their profile picture of the rapper Bo Dallas. It never gets old. <laughs> Nobody can take that away from Bo Dallas. Uh, Nobody. You know, the real estate, uh, doing good things. Oh, well, that's our podcast for tonight, Issa. Just uh, at an hour, uh, having a fun uh, podcast. Of course, yeah. uh, shout out to Tony D'Angelo. Do you have anything you want to promote, Issa? Yes, tomorrow before whoever is in town for Grand Slam, we're going to have a get-together, a couple of the New York City creators, you know, those foul-mouthed creators. <laughs> we'll be getting together at, wait, what's the name of this place? Forest Hills. I want to make sure I don't watch it and people show up somewhere else, right? Forest Hills Station House at 2.30 p.m. Right before Grand Slam, there's going to be a few of us there. There's going to be drinks, food, and wrestling talk. You can't beat that. So if you guys are in town for AEW and you're looking for something to do before the show, come hang out with us. There's access to the 7 train, which you can take right to um, Arthur Ashe. It's about like a five, seven minute ride. So it's perfect. It's perfect. Come hang out. Excellent. Come hang out in New York. That's where everything's going to be going down tomorrow. Uh, if you were here, Alfred. You will be there, but you're I not would. here. <laughs> One of these days. Maybe I'll, I'll catch a red eye and then uh, show up with the running. Hey. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at This Is Nasty. Follow Issa at NYC Demon Diva. Best reactions in the business. And that is our podcast. We will see you guys this Friday to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. Good night. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.